Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Priya. And Mercy. How's everybody today? (laughs) So here's my first question. How's work going? How's work going? How is work going? (laughs) If you're a girl and you're listening to us, it might be a guy, but we're talking to girls today. You're a girl. How's work going with everything happening and so many great and terrible things happening at the same time. Oh my God, yes. Right? Right? Because we see glass ceilings being broken everywhere, which Mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. But down here in reality with the normal you and I, we've got some issues happening. You know, we have kids at home and we have working from home and we have the many times as girls, we get the whole load on Mm -hmm. us, right? Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a true witness of that. I just took a break uh, from some work that I was doing and I went and nobody did anything in the kitchen. Nobody did anything <laughs> anywhere. It's like, yeah, they wait for mom to do it. Yeah. For mom to do yep. it. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and I don't think the ages matter. You know, you have a toddler, you have a 20 something year old. Exactly. Same scenario. Yep. You know, yep. I see your eyes. Yep. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I think know of, you're living it. I think about when Wade and I leave the house and the kids are by themselves. We come back. Uh, our kids are older for everybody listening. <laughs> they're, they're like teenagers. We come back and there's dishes everywhere. There's stuff on the floor. Like you, you think like they had a party or something as soon as you walked out of the door. And nobody did anything about the mess. They didn't, oh, they didn't care. Um, but, you know, how's work going relates to everything that women are experiencing right now in the workforce and direct, I mean, even more directly related to the pandemic and how it's like, you know, greatly impacted women and 50 right before the pandemic started and all the shutdown started in March, we're going to make a year where we make a year in March, March. mid March, a year since everything was shut down. Exactly. March 13th. I remember clearly. March 13th. But um, right before the pandemic started, 57% of the workforce were women. We were making inroads like crazy. And uh, women were fine. I mean, there's still a lot to deal with, with the glass ceiling and being in positions in the boardroom and all those things where women need to be seen. But 57% of the workforce was women. And now because of the pandemic, it's declined tremendously because women- I'll give you- yeah, go ahead. I'll give you a super fun fact. Our organization, and I mean, I know you know this, but I'll yeah. share the fact. Yeah. Our queen bees had their best month ever in March. Mm-hmm. We had our fashion show in Miami, Florida, and we had more queen bees become members on the second. It was actually March 9th. So literally days before the pandemic, we had more women sign up within March 1st and March 9th than we had in the two years prior. 
Wow. I mean, we were just steadily doing this and this and this. And all of a sudden between that January and March, we were like here, here. And all of a sudden it went like this. Yeah. Gone, gone. And I, I, I think that's just happening at a, obviously at a global level. Right. And it's affecting so many different things. Um, and we fought so hard to, to be so far ahead. And it's like, we're back in the old days in the, in the stone age with, with taking care of home Mm -hmm. and, or, or trying to work, trying to balance everything, because let's be honest, if you are working from home as disciplined as you might be, the reality Priya is that you are in between. If you're going to go to the bathroom for a second and you're going to go around the kitchen, you're going to stop and you're going to either put a load in the dishwasher or a load in the, in the laundry room. So men don't go through this. It's, it's pretty crazy, but, and I tell you this from experience and from seeing it, when a man says I'm going to work, everything has to stop. Nothing really matters. He's actually working nobody's calling on him nobody's depending on him nobody is um and not not to knock them down because it's important but i wish the females would be respected the same way Mm. that when we as moms say hey i have to work that they're not constant but 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 mom um um where are my socks or i'm hungry Mm -hmm. or where do i find this uh where did you put my keys or what yeah. They don't ask that. The, the world will fall and they will figure out what they're going to eat, where the keys are. They will figure it all out before they ask that. Am I right or am I right? You're right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, that's, you know, we're going to talk about the gender pay cap in a second, but that's one of the issues with that. So we get paid less for that same reason, because they know employers know that. Um, moms are number one in terms of something happening with the kids. You know, they. Mm. Um, that's if both parents are around, you know, that they're going to be called if the child is sick, they have to be home, um, that go to the doctor, whatever's happening, they have to be there for their child. And that's going to impinge on whatever work's going to need to be done Mm -hmm. in the workplace. And you just said, whenever it's both of them, mom and dad, but what happens with all the single moms? Yeah. That's completely different. And what what women bring to the table with, with the passion that we have as women, with the gift of being able to um, juggle everything and completely multitask mm-hmm. everything. I mean, we are only as beneficial as they allow us to be. So I, I think, go ahead. I think we need to change the, how they allow us to be right. Because mm-hmm. it's and who's how they? we take ownership who's of everything. They? Who's allowing us really like, who is they? So it's, it's, it's the corporate world. I think it's, um, it's, it's the big people up there. We don't have enough representation in the corporate world. I feel, mm-hmm. and I think we just had this conversation with Michelle Kaba not long ago yeah. when she was in wall street. Right. Um, there's just not enough of us to show and to prove because so much false on us mm-hmm. and so we're evolving you know um and i take that back we're not evolving we're really <laughs> we're still struggling Scratch that off like climate change we're still struggling with this <laughs> yeah. and it's going to be um, like that for a very long time um we really i mean united states has only just had a vp that's a woman whereas in other countries they have presidents 
that are women. Yes. And yes. we're supposed to be the, the powerhouse of the world. Like we're supposed to probably no longer. But we but- know that we are. We just haven't been given the opportunities that we deserve mm. yet. Yet. I mean, we're talking about gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. So let's go back a step further back, right? And let's talk about the injustice of women's voices at a global level. Because yeah, we are, we're arguing that we're definitely not paid what we're worth and that others are paid more mm-hmm. because we're women and you know they're getting more money. Yeah. But there are women that don't even have a voice in today's state and other parts of the world. And my heart breaks for them. And I, you know, I, I, I wish there was so much more I could do. Um, and I, I think the only way that we could do something here is to fight, to be stronger and louder. Yes. And, and we are, you see it, it just like we don't have a voice in so many parts of the world. There are so many women in power in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. So India, for example, um, a lot of women and girls, because of the caste system, they have to deal with issues when it comes to marriage, um, living in a household with mother-in-laws and being on the bottom of the t- totem pole. And mm. then there's an issue with rape and abuse and it's just and violence against women, in, against women in the country. And they're not allowed to speak up. So, for example, if a woman's walking down the road, like if you and I were walk down the road in, in New York City, we're catcalled, we're just like, whatever, and keep on going. Mm. In India, if that happens and the guys don't like it and they have the resources, they can dump, you know, gasoline on you and burn, burn you. And that happens so frequently or put a machete to your legs and cut your legs off. And that happens so much because women are not respected, Um, again, because of cultural cultural norms. And they're not even abnormal because it's been going on for so long and it's been allowed by by society and people, they're just allowing it to happen. And I mean, we really, I mean, think we're, we're, we're complaining and we're talking about how women are treated here in the United States, other countries, women really deal with some serious stuff. Um, And there's still so much more to go. Yeah. It's a really sad situation. What's happening to women around the world. It is really sad. Um, And I'm sure we could go on, you know, for hours, maybe days, even talking about the injustice of, of women around the world. But I think um, to be fair to today's listeners, let's talk a little bit specific about what's happening here in America with the gender um, pay gap and and how it's affecting us, especially if you're not self-employed as Priya and I are, uh, but if you're working, you know, for, for corporate America, um, or even for a small business, you see it happening for a small business. And sometimes it's even bigger there because they don't have to follow certain HR uh, mandates. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, and there's still, even, it, and even with HR mandates, there are ways to work around it. So even if you might have a mandate saying that you can't discriminate against people, there are ways to work around people. For example, a board can bring in somebody who's a now president, for example, of a nonprofit, and they want to line the executive board of the organization with his buddies. He can bring them in. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And they won't listen to the women. 
Mm. You can have a board full of men and women and they will not listen to them. And here's um, something I wanted to share with you. I was thinking about this. I saw, um, oh goodness, I forgot her name. She wrote the book, Lean In. Cheryl Sandberg. Mm. Thank you. I was just reading an article that was published. I want to say on the New York Times or the Washington Post, one of these uh, newspapers, it just came out and it says, so the, so everybody's talking, everybody says women talk too much. Uh. New research shows that's not a fact. New research shows after going to conference rooms that men talk 10 times more than women do. That's a fact. And that's what the whole article is about. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you from experience, not to throw my husband who I adore under the bus, but facts. He will be on the phone for hours on end, just talking with his friends. Yet my friends are like, bam, wham. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll see you. Did you do that? Did you do that? Are we going over there? How are the baby? Baby's good. Yeah. You have a headache. You drink. But like we get to the point, to the point, to the point. Gotta go. We're done. And the men are like, well, I swung and I got a 32, but it was cloudy. And they just go on and on and on. And I, I see my girls like, dad talks a lot. I'm like, yeah, he does. And then I hear my friends like, Oh my God, he talks so much. That's a thing. I go to, I'm telling you, I go to dinners with couples and all the girls are like, does your husband talk as much as mine? He's always on the phone. I'm like, yeah. Well, it's so funny you're yeah. saying that because it's a running joke with with Wade that we're always the last at somebody's party or get together because we're just talking and he's, yeah. it's mainly him yeah. talking it's or him. or he might, he loves, he he's very social and he's very outgoing and I love, love, love that about him. But sometimes right. it can, it can it, I just, I just have to be like, okay, I'm done. But he's still talking <laughs> and talking, talking to the neighbor, talking to somebody at the store, talking to some random stranger on the street because he, he liked the jacket. Like he loves to talk to people. And the conversation started. Oh, yes. my goodness. But it's in everything, Priya. I just went to dinner. Book book club. You saw me. I was at a Peruvian restaurant in Naples. Yes. Remember? Uh -huh. We were doing book club. And um the, we, the couple we were with live in Naples. He's a retired police officer, sweetest couple ever. And he says, well, wait until you move here. You're going to have people every single weekend. All your friends are going to want to come. And so you're going to have to like schedule them because they're going to want to spend weekends here with you. They'll love coming over here. So Billy's reply to that is, well, they're going to want to come to be with me because I'm a social butterfly, but her, not so much. What? I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I go, excuse me. He goes, well, I'm always talking to people. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You talk too much. <laughs> so it goes back to guys just talk. Samantha, we were in, in Puerto Rico and Samantha tells Kyle, Kyle, can you just stop talking so we can go upstairs? <laughs> it's a guy thing. So I'm just putting it out there because we're talking about women, that women are not the ones that talk a lot. Well, and, and not every guy is talkative, though, either. And I do know maybe so, just the ones we attract. So we're not. We don't sound like we're a man bashing here because no, that's <laughs> um, there are women who do talk a lot, talk mm. your hair off, and you just try to get out of the conversation. And we know people mm. like that. But um, 
Uh, yeah. So being in the boardroom and have, having representation is so important in corporate America. And even when you have your own business, having rep, being being re representative of women in business is so important. And I've I've been through the loop with investors. Like you know, when I had my, well, I still have Mom's Pump here, but when I was it was live and it was moving and we had a lot of stuff going on, and I was looking for an investor for um, our app. It was all men, and the small group of women that I met with. Um, in New York City, I forgot the name. I think it was Golden Golden Group something. I don't know. No, it's not Golden Group. Anyway, so I met with a small group of female investors, and they tore me apart. Really? <laughs> like they had it, it, they were like, I don't like this logo. Nobody's gonna like this idea. Blah 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 blah. And this was a, a this this idea of having lo a locator to find places to breastfeed and breast pump was hugely successful once we launched it. We had thousands of downloads. We had such a great PR response. It was so good. But when it was time to get investors, we got flack from the women. And then the couple of men that were interested, it just eventually didn't go anywhere. You know, like it just, it didn't happen. Um, but it was mostly male investors that, that approached us about the idea, which is funny enough. I'll tell you one thing that I, I'm listening to your story and, maybe because we're used to being kind of told to, it's okay, calm down, mm -hmm. or I don't know. And, and they second guess us, right? As women, yeah. so many times, especially again, in the corporate world. Um, I lost my train of thought. Because <laughs> okay. I was going to tell you something that just came. Oh, so many times we're not listened to in the corporate world. But I'll tell you, at least to me, in my personal opinion, I find that being quiet, I find that being told no or to being dismissed or being looked down upon by a woman hurts more than by a man. And it's sad because again, it might be just cultural. We're used to it, you know, by a man because as a child, you know, mom had her place and dad had his place and women are supposed to do this and men are supposed yeah. to do that. And so we've evolved. But when a woman doesn't help another woman or a woman betrays or hurts mm -hmm. or um, does anything to stop another woman from moving forward, to me, that is, it's more, the, the hurtfulness painful. is stronger than if it was a man trying to hold you back. Yep. Yeah. I feel like women, I mean, men throw shade all the time too, but I feel women have perfected it. The one comment that I, I cannot stand. And I, and I actually had a moment. Um, it was a year before last with some with, with somebody, but I, I can't stand when women say to me, <clears throat> Oh, that's, that's good. That's nice. Oh, good for you. That's the word. That's a phrase. I can't stand when women say, Oh, good for you. Cause I can't kind of feel like it's dismissive. Like, Oh, I just shared something big and you're saying, oh, good for you. And I had a moment with, uh, it was a sponsor for my my other podcast I used to have, Follow Me Friday, with one of the wine, uh, wine sponsors. It was a woman who owned it. And um, she, she had sponsored, you know, she still stayed on. She followed, she liked, shared, blah, blah, blah. And we were having a conversation and um, I told her, oh, we have more sponsors coming up. And, and she said the comment, oh, good for you. But when she said it, I took it personally, like, because I've had so much <laughs> mm. experience with that phrase sure. and it being hurtful. I was like, oh, that's not very nice. 
And she's like, no, no, I really. So we had to have this whole conversation where we were fleshing it out. Because I could see I, you doing yeah, that. <laughs> because, and it wasn't like anything. It wasn't like we weren't, we weren't being mean to each other. Right. Like at first I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, that's the best you've got. <laughs> yeah. And we had to have a conversation about it. And I, she was coming from a good place. It wasn't, she wasn't throwing shade. So I, it's sad that I have to constantly check when somebody makes that, makes that statement, I have to constantly check where that's coming from. And it's usually from women. Oh, good for you. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) Isn't that terrible? I mean, I, you know, I, I live Priya telling my girls and I actually do it aside from telling them I model it when I'm out there and I'm walking and I see a girl, the beautiful pair of shoes or great hair, or they just look beautiful. I'm always all about telling them because I think it's so powerful for both for actually for everybody. It's powerful for the one receiving it. It is powerful for the one giving it. And it is powerful for those that are surrounding her. Uh-huh. So if she's with her boyfriend, her husband, her partner, let them listen to how beautiful she looks because maybe you haven't told her and she really looks beautiful. And you know that because I tell you all the time, oh my God, you look so beautiful. <laughs> and, I, and I mean it, I really yeah. mean it. But I, I feel that so many times women admire other women and don't say it Mm. and why why it's so powerful yeah tell them hey i love your hair i love how your hair looks hey i love that jacket you're wearing if you're looking at it and you think it looks good compliment them yeah and i'm I'm strong for words because we use so many words that we don't measure that are hurtful Mm -hmm that we really need to make up with all the good words. And, and, you know, going, going back to the workforce and, you know, how's work going, you think about how women um, undercut other women in the corporate world. And exactly. Happens all the time. All the time. And because how hurtful is that? Yeah. They're throwing shade or, you know, they're just throwing shade, crazy ass shade. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how to, you know, the way to explain it. That's, that's yeah. hurtful, unnecessary, mm-hmm. and it only holds us back. It holds yep. us all back. Yeah, because there's Unite. such because there's not enough space for a lot of women in in upper roles in executive roles in the corporate world that it's so cutthroat for us, and that we have to end up doing this to each other. It's it's just ridiculous. So there needs to be more space for exactly. women. So we're not doing that all the time. That there needs to be enough space for everybody. Yeah, and I'll tell you again, going right back to the the pay gap. I was having a conversation with one of our queen bees and I'm not going to give too much information on her. I'm going to throw her under the bus, but she's um, an incredible human. I love her to pieces. She's 60 years old now. She works for the police force um, and she has a doctorate degree. She is getting paid less than somebody who just has an associate's degree. So you go from associates to bachelor's. Is that a man or a woman? She's being paid less than a man. She's, she's a female. Uh-huh. He's a male. Oh, and he was promoted to a position over hers. Her experience is massive. Huh. Her outreach is massive. Her impact. I'm telling you, I know her personally. She's a friend is massive. The hours that she puts in what she does, but politically, they just wanted a guy there. And so they put a guy who makes more money than her. Yeah. That's her career. You know, she can't just walk away from it. Yeah. 
but we live it every day. You see it and it's just so hurtful. You're, you, that would have never happened if that person in that position with that education and that much passion and that much impact had okay. been a male. That would have never happened. But because she's a female, it was acceptable for it to happen. And that's my point with the pay gap. Yeah. That and because we, you're a female, we take it so many times. Yep. Yeah. And it, I mean, everybody, I mean, if you don't know already, I feel like it's been talked about so much, the pay gap. And if you're listening, you probably probably do, do know do, do know these numbers, but we pay, we get paid extremely less on the dollar. Um, and, and, and then, and then it's like, broken down even more by ethnicity. So if you're a black right. woman, you're getting paid the least on the dollar. Okay. So just to give you a little bit of insight and facts on this, according to data from the U.S. Census Bureau, the average gender pay gap in the United States in 2018 was around 18.9%, meaning that a woman working a full-time year-round job earns 81.1% as much as her male counterpart earns. The pay gap varies, however, by states. So it just tells you we've actually come a long way, but we have so much further to go, yeah. especially with how much we really bring to the table. Yeah. Or as Kim Kardashian would say, I brought the table. <laughs> yes. So when she's asked, hey, what do you bring to the table? She always answers, I brought the table. I brought the table. I made the table. I painted it. I lifted yes. it. I it. <laughs> yes, and let me tell you with our with our um, queen bees there's a lot of things we've learned out there of mm -hmm. empowered women and how they express themselves and some of the greatest things i've heard which one of them was the i brought the table another one is pay me my worth plus tax that's another mm -hmm. one that they would use which was great i loved it um <clears throat> and there was another one actually again kim kardashian had said about tattoos so they asked her hey have you ever done a tattoo are you going to do a tattoo and she replied, she goes, would you put a sticker up? Would you put a bumper sticker on a Bentley? Ooh. So talk what, about. Uh, what does that mean for other women? I have like four tattoos. What does that mean? I'm not a Bentley. What Wait, the listen, huh? I have a tattoo also. I have several <laughs> tattoos myself. And I love tattoos. I have my sister-in-law who, who like, I'm hoping she does her whole sleeve because she has all these like beautiful things going on. Awesome. So I love tattoos, but it's not about the tattoo. Forget the tattoo because tattoos are and beautiful. Yeah. It's about how you empower yourself. Yeah. So instead of saying, no, I don't want it to like, she just called her body a Bentley. Mm. That that's my point. Right. Yeah. She just said, I brought the table. Like, why are you assuming, right. That, that, that I'm not bringing enough to the table. So yeah. what I'm talking about is it's certain comments like that excluding the tattoo part, but certain comments like that, that really empowers, it makes you think twice, like, Ooh, girl, did you just say that? Uh -huh. I like that. So yeah, we need to lift each other up. I think that that's the bottom line here. It's, you know, the, the gender pay gap is a fact. Yeah. We are working towards it. Um, we were just talking about how uh, the bottom of the, of the entire women's structure and what they're getting paid, the bottom line is with the Hispanics. It's sad that the Hispanic women are making the least amount. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we have to, so it, eth, the ethnic breakdown is, is insane. And we'll, we'll include these statistics in, in this video. I'll add them in here. But you think about everything we've talked about 
it's because women have to manage so much. Mm. We'll start with giving birth. How's that? Yeah. In addition to giving birth, if we're able to give birth, because there's someone Mm -hmm. who can't have children, but Mm -hmm. we have to manage so much Mm-hmm. And we're there. We have so many expectations on us because we have to juggle so much. Yet we're not paid what we're worth. And Absolutely. I 100% believe that we're worth more than our male counterparts. Counterparts because we manage so much. So much. Yeah. We're managing. And- you're thinking about even single moms alone. You're managing the bills, your house. You're going to work. Your child. Your health. Your mental. Everything. You can run a, you can run a, a, a full company, you Absolutely. know, you have Absolutely. the skills to run a company. So one of the things that really hurts me also going back to everything that you just mentioned mm-hmm. is what about the woman that decides I'm going to stay single. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have children. Um, you know, she's just going to do what she does. And then society looks down upon her because she didn't get married. Yep. Because she's still single because she's not dating because yep. she doesn't have children. So the woman that has children has a higher power or has more value. Sadly, so much of that shade that's thrown to those women mm-hmm. who are doing things the way they want to do things and the way that they feel they should do things, which I applaud are other women. Well, I had kids. Well, I got married. Well, I did this so yeah, the judgment what? is crazy. It's terrible. Or you think so what's wrong? What? You think what's wrong with you? Why can't you have kids? Is there something wrong with you? <laughs> why aren't you married? Why didn't you get married? Why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? Yeah. How we just compliment and support them and elevate them and yeah. be there for each other. And every single woman, regardless of the path they take, empower other women. Yep. Because if I didn't have friends that had gone through divorces or friends that had chosen to stay single or friends that are widow or whatever the case may be, I wouldn't have the knowledge I have now. We all need to have different paths yeah. so we, that we can be stronger. We need to support each other. I, I always see you on our Instagram stories. You're using that, that one gif of one woman yes, picking the other up. Like you're stepping on yes. this. I up. feel that. I see that. And I just feel that. And it's so true. I mean, if you get anything out of today's podcast, I mean, other than the, you know, the information that we share today and what women are dealing with is that we have to support one another. There, there, there should be zero room for shade and cutthroat business. There has to be opportunity. We have to make opportunities for each other and we have to be able to lift each other up. And even if we're not, we don't have resources or tools, just being supportive. Absolutely. And provide, providing advice wherever, wh- whichever way we can, we should be, we should be that person to another woman. Absolutely. And surrounding yourself with other like-minded women, mm-hmm. surround yourself with women that empower you, that elevate you, that support you, that don't judge you. Yeah. And, you know, separate yourself from, from those that are not doing that for you. You're worth it all. Yeah. And only by doing that, that's when we'll really see a shift in the workforce. Oh yes, it's going to have to come from us. And it's really going to, and, and this this bottom that we're experiencing right now from COVID with all these women being home and having to leave work just to take care of their kids, you know, we have to come together. When this is all quote unquote over, we have to come together and be able to lift each other up so we can get out of this and get back to where we were mm. and even better than that. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree, I couldn't agree more. 
All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today and listening to us. We had, I mean, like always, we get off tangent, but we're so passionate about these types of topics <laughs> and women supporting women. And, you know, it's what we're talking about today is not fair. Obviously, we have to work with each other and for each other in order to change those, those, an issue like um, the gender pay gap and what's happening in the workforce. But make sure you life. See, I was going on a tangent there. Make sure you like. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you say, before you say, make sure you like. <laughs> Let me add to everything that you just said. If uh -huh. we're not passionate about a topic, we don't talk about the topic. Yep. 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 Or we're in, we're, we have to be interested in it too, right? <laughs> All right. So make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe. And what else, Mercy? And make sure you check out our organization, The Edge Helps. That's our website, theedgehelps.com. And you can find us on social media under The Edge Helps. See how we're making an impact in the world outside of our podcast. Absolutely. So this is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy. And Priya. Yay! <laughs> Have a great one. Have a good one. Bye.